it. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Hallelujah. All right? This is a faith thing. Amen. All right? So that's the truth. All right? Everything else, listen, if Jesus is in front and center, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You're centered in Christ. You're not going down. You're not going to fail. Okay? You are not to believe the lie. You are not to believe a temporary situation that's in the earth realm when he's already given you victory in the heavenly places. All right? So no matter what, what happens in your life, as long as you are keyed in to Christ in your faith, you have the victory. Okay? And so if you have the victory and the enemy knows it's your faith, he is going to do everything he can to get you to stop believing God's word. And so he'll, listen, the enemy will have somebody act up in a church so that you'll want to stop going to church. Why? Because he says, forsake not the fellowship of the assembly of the people. Because we all know when God's people get together and can come on one accord, we can experience Pentecost right here and right now. And so, and so no matter what, you have to stay in the faith. Say, I believe God. I believe God. All right. First Peter. Chapter number one. First Peter, chapter one. Okay, I'm going to read a few few verses and then we'll pick it up together. It says, beginning at verse number three, it says, Blessed be be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. All right? It says that God did this. And he did it through Jesus, and now we have a living hope. Say, my hope is not dead. dead. It don't matter what the situation, situation can look dead as all the tombs in a graveyard. But listen, you have a living hope. Your hope can take something that looked dead and bring it back to life. I want to talk to the people that hope in Christ. Because if you hope in you, that causes problem. If you hope in people, 
that causes problems. But when your hope is in God, that causes victory. And a lot of times, listen, this is the enemy. He is a master at deceiving us to have us look at one another's faults. That he's 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 masterful at getting us to complain about what's wrong. Because he knows that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And if we speak life, life has to be. And if we speak death, we bring death into our atmosphere. Just tell your neighbor, keep it alive. The living hope through through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, get this to an inheritance of incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away. It's reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God who is kept by the power of God who is kept by the power of God. Yeah, you quit drinking alcohol and you haven't had it in a while, but it wasn't you that kept you from drinking it. It was the power of God. Therefore, you cannot take credit, nor can you look at somebody else who is still trapped because they too can be kept by God. If you can give them a word of life, you can change this situation. Kept by the power of God through faith. That means when God gave you a measure of faith, you apply that measure of faith to everything in your life. And it does not take a whole lot of faith to, for you to um, win the victory. The victory has already been won. Stop trying to get more faith. More faith will not get you the victory. The victory is already done. What's, listen, what's going to work for you if you allow the faith that you already have to work for you and stop trying to work for it? Amen. What are you talking about, preacher? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> faith is something that God has given you. And you don't have to work for it. As a matter of fact, you don't have to come to church to get faith. You already have faith. You, listen, you come to church to get the word. The word is the truth. Faith attaches to truth. When faith attaches to truth, you, it equals victory. The enemy is feeding you lies, and when you attach your faith to the lie, you, it equals defeat. But when you attach your faith to the truth, and here's the issue, that's why you got to keep hearing the word, because the word is the truth. 
And the enemy will use people to feed you a lie and get you focused on a lie. But God wants you to focus on the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus. Put John 14, 6 on the board. John 14, 6. Somebody read it. Mm-hmm. I am the way. He's the way. The truth. The truth. And the lie. No one comes to the Father except comes to God except through him. So God sent his son. That's the truth. So what do you stay focused on? The truth. The truth. And if somebody is trying to lead you from the truth, you got to talk about Jesus, who is the truth. Stop going into conversation that's, listen, that's trying to get your faith to believe a situation that's coming from a conversation. You need to believe what's coming out of the word of God because he is the truth. Not only is he the truth, but he lays it out. He says, before you look, before you even look at the truth, I'm the way. In case somebody's trying to lead you a whole nother way, I'm the way. He is the only way. He is a one way. That means it's not your way. And other folks should not be able to convince you to join their way. And you know what they'll do? They'll try and suck you in by telling you some lies. And then they'll try to suck you into a pity party. And sometimes we go with them and start feeling sorry for folks who are talking themselves into defeat. Because no matter where you are, listen, now we're going to get this. Now watch this. It says, It says in verse, verse number four, it says that through the resurrection. So no matter where you are, because Christ came, he will resurrect you. That's what he does. He will resurrect anyone, no matter where they are. So anybody who's down, you don't feel bad for them. Because, listen, if you're down, your next move has got to be where? Then start talking about how up it's going to be in a few minutes. We can't talk about how down it is because we are allowing it to stay down. But when we start speaking the resurrection power that is in us, we can speak somebody up from a downward position. If you believe you have that power through faith. Sometimes we talk our own self out of receiving what God has for us. 
Okay, let me finish this so we don't get in the text. Uh, verse 5 says, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, here we go. Verse number six. In this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be. You have been grieved by various trials. I got to pause right there. Has anybody ever gone through anything? That you didn't like it while you were going through it. How many of you went through some stuff and didn't know how you made it, but you made it? The reason why we go through various trials is because God is doing something in your faith. He has to get you to believe that he is who he said he is. There were times where you had said, oh, all I want is peace. I just need my peace. And God brought you into a peaceful situation because he is peace. When he gave you peace, he, he gave you Jehovah Shalom. He is your peace. And the enemy tries to get you out of him. But your faith is not in the world. Your faith is in Jesus. If we get crazy about Jesus, we can keep all the witches and warlocks away from us. In this you greatly rejoice, for though for a, a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. <laughs> now, now get this. It says... It says, yet in a little while, if need be. In a little while, if need be. So if you need a trial, you're going to get one. How many of you like trials? (laughs) Don't nobody... Won't trials. Why? Because they grieve you. But here's the thing. They are grieving you. You don't belong to you. In order to follow after Christ, you must deny yourself. And so God uses trials to grieve your spirit so his spirit can raise up in you. Therefore, you will focus on him more than you will you. Uh, Because when trials happen, it's really not about you. Well, let's see what it's about. In a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials that. Somebody read that for me. Oh, so God says, if need be, how many of you need need a trial? Uh, let's just tell the truth. 
How many of you need a trial? Yeah, see, you won't tell the truth. How, look, how many of you look, still got your little opinion that'll get in there every now and then? How many of you still got your little, let the wrong person say the wrong thing at the right time? You still got that little attitude that'll jump up every now and then. Huh? Look, wait a minute. Let's just tell the truth. <laughs> Everybody in here that is still struggling, although I will to do right, the things I want to do, I will to do, I do not do. And the things I'm not supposed to do, I end up doing. Oh, wretched man that I am. Give me a trial so that my faith will get better. Now we understand why Paul rejoiced because Paul knew that the Christ that was in him was rising up every time he went through something. The Bible says Paul rejoiced over it. And when we go into a trial, we freak out. But I, I thought about that for a minute because when God is growing his people in the faith, sometimes he needs to push us over the edge. When a baby eagle is in the nest with the mama and it's time for the baby eagle to come out of the nest, the mama would get the baby eagle and load the baby eagle on her head and ride in the air because sometimes they'll push them off the cliff. But if they don't push them off the cliff, they'll put them on them and then they'll turn and let the eagle the baby eaglet fall off and the eagle does not fly. The eagle is flapping everywhere. The eagle is not flying. The baby eagle is not flying. The baby eagle is freaking. And that's what happens to us when we don't understand the fall that's going on in our life. Because we cannot put our foot down and stop it right then and there. We start freaking instead of faithing. But the good news is when the baby eagle is freaking, mama says he's not ready yet and swoops down and gets the baby eagle back on the, her back again and flies the baby eagle back up until it's time another day to put him out for another trial. And what am I telling you? God brings you through trials because he's ready to take you higher in the spirit realm so that he can use your faith to be activated in the earth realm and you can fight the good fight of faith. So that last one freaked you out. But it didn't freak you out the next time. Because God got you ready. But each trial is getting you ready for a higher height in the faith. And so if you look at the Old Testament, God... I believe God, he's so awesome. He was not doing all of these miracles 
so that the one he was using can say, oh, look at me. He was doing all of those miracles. It's just a phone. He was doing all. She getting ready to she getting ready to fly. <laughs> he was using all of those miracle signs and wonders so that we would know who he is. He can do anything at any time. Moses, raise up your staff. Moses, drop your staff. He was raising it and doing miracles. He was dropping it and doing miracles. It don't take, God said, it's not about what you do. It's about what I do when you do what you do. All you do is obey me and watch me work. You look at it, God told him, drop the stick. He dropped it, turned into a snake. God told him to raise the stick. He raised the stick. God opened up the water. God said, it's not about what you're doing. It's about what I'm doing. As long as you obey what I say, watch me work in your life. How many of you know he'll work it out? So he said, he says this, he said, he's giving you trials. So he could get to the, the genuineness of your faith. See, 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 he's not looking to, to build your faith. He said, I'm going to get to the genuineness of it. Where, where when I look at your faith, all I see is my reflection. Oh. God says, I want you to believe that whatever you're going through, that I'm going to work it out. That's, that's why I love the story about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Because the king told him, he says, look here, bow down and worship. The idol was built. He said, uh, uh, look, we have no reason to go into dis- this discussion. Because that ain't going to happen. And if you do throw us in there. My God is able. But the king was like, well, I'm going to make it seven times as high. He said, well, if you make it seven times as high, my God is able to rescue us. No matter what you do. And that's the faith that we got to have. Because God meets you in your faith. If you believe He's going to work it out. He's going to work it out. Here's breaking news. He already has it written in there. It's in, it's in here. That, listen, in Romans 8 and 28, it says, all things worketh together. For the good of those who love the Lord. God cannot break a promise. God cannot lie. God is so raw that when he speaks, it could never be a lie. 
that if God showed up right here, right now and said to you, these chairs are red. It would not be a lie because the chairs would change to red. Because God can do anything. And that's why we are his people. And if we believe the truth, every lie will have to leave. So what is the truth? Jesus is the truth. Okay, verse 8. How many of you love them? Have you seen them? Mm-hmm. Can you listen? You don't see them in a flesh man, except for in one another, right? But you love the Christ that's in people. I hear people say, "Yeah, well, shit, he's hard to love, but I just love the Christ that's in him." <laughs> How you know Christ is in there? Because there's something good, right? And so the spirit, by spirit to spirit, you know. And so when we understand that we haven't seen them yet, we love them. Then we haven't seen what he's going to do if it looks like it can't be done. But can you love him enough to believe that he'll do it this time since he did it last time? God is bigger than any problem that we have. God deserves not only praise, but he, God deserves for us to believe him. That's faith in action. You believe God. How many of you believe God? Okay. So no matter what it looks like, if you believe that God is able to fix it, you can just rejoice right there. I mean, listen, because you please God. When you please God, that changes everything. When you begin to please God, you move God off of his throne. God wants to do it for you. Hallelujah. But you give him access to do it by believing that he will do it. When you doubt him, he waits for you. Listen, because he's true. And when you attach your faith to truth, truth happens. He makes a way out of no way. So if it looks bad, if it feels bad, when you believe him, it will produce an action. And you say, I believe God, but. The genuineness of your faith hasn't come out. I believe God, but my situation is this. Well, why are you talking about your situation instead of talking about your God? 
The reason why you're talking about your situation is because you have been tricked by the enemy and he fooled you in your soulless realm to believe that he can hold you right where you are. Therefore, you focus on the wrong thing at the wrong time. But when you focus on Jesus and say, Lord, I already know you're going to work it out and go, go on and go to sleep and have a good night's sleep. Because you know, when you listen, you know he's going to work it out. As a matter of fact, have a party before you go to sleep. <laughs> Start rejoicing. Why? Because that is the inner joy that he put in you that you should express to him for being who he is. And when you do that, that is your faith in action. Faith will bypass your way of thinking. Let faith be your guide. Now, <clears throat> a couple more scriptures. We're going to get out of here. Verse number nine. Oh, finish eight, finish eight. Stop right there. So it says you don't see them. Sometimes it could be so much chaos in your life that you don't see Jesus nowhere in it. But he's in you. And he would not allow you to come to this if he wasn't going to take care of it for you. Ah. He could have sent Moses a whole nother direction. Moses could have walked right on into the promised land and it could have been a whole army over there waiting to fight the army that was behind him. But God don't do it that way because man would have took credit for it. God will lead you somewhere where he has to do it. So that your, your faith will become genuine. When your faith becomes genuine, you get happy when you don't feel like getting happy. You start rejoicing. They say, Why? How can you rejoice when you're going through that? Because that is God's responsibility. I'm rejoicing that I belong to the one who's going to take care of that. Amen. You see how it is? We put our focus back on the truth. If you focus on the truth, the truth will take care of that. Check this out. It says, yet believing. Say, I believe. I believe. You rejoice with joy. Now, this is a word that's wow. Inexpressible. Can you imagine losing your job? And turn and look at your boss and say, <laughs> I remember, I remember, I, I had worked at a company for 20 years. 20 years. The Lord told me, he said, they're going to let you go. And there was, they got a new vice president. He never spoke to me. I walked down the hall. He never spoke to me. That morning, he said, hi, Felix. My spirit said, bye, Felix. <laughs> I went back to my office, told the guy that shared the office with me, I said, they're about to let me go. He said, 
How do you know? He was, break it out. I said, because it hit my spirit. It's time for me to go. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to trust God. How can you do this? Because God is in charge of my life. I had a big smile on my face. I went around telling people it's my last day before they told me. <laughs> and they told, and he said, how do you know? And I was telling everybody, because I know. Well, how come you're so happy? Because I, I love God. And when you can look, God, how many of you believe God is who he is? God is not going to put more on you than you can bear. It's in here. God has plans for you. But he wanted you to know that he's after the faith. And here's some breaking news. Satan's after your faith, too. That's who, listen, Satan wants your faith. That's why so many things happen. Because the call on your life is real. And here's how you know it's real. When folks are always messing with you. When stuff is always happening in your life, you know that there is a call on your life because God is producing the genuineness in your faith. That's why he told Peter, Peter, look here, man. You wild, Peter. <laughs> but you, you, you faithful. Peter would cuss, Peter, Peter would pull his knife out, but he was faithful. And, 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 and he said, listen, Peter, he said, Peter, he said, listen, he said, Satan wants to sift you as wheat. He said, Satan is after you. Why? Because there was a call on his life. There was a call on his life, and listen, and, and he was, Peter was going to be used by God. And when God has great plans for you, great trouble will lead you into a deeper, more genuine faith. Notice Peter, Peter went through it. Said, Satan wants, wants, to, wants to get you. But Jesus said, but I pray that your faith fail not. Now, when Jesus prays for you, then you know you covered. And I want you to know that Jesus prayed for your faith. You've been praying for your car and your house and your stuff and your job and all this stuff, but he prayed for you. Now, that's an intercessor right there. He prayed that you would keep believing God. And so even when you got let down, he raised you back up and you believed him anyway. 
So let me just talk about one more verse. Ephesians 6, 16. And we're going home. One more verse, just one verse. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Okay? Now, he's talking about putting on the whole armor of God, but I want, you to, I want to just deal with the faith just for a minute. Because when you take on the shield of faith, and, and when Paul writes this, and they're talking about the Roman soldiers, and they had these shields that was about three feet wide, four, in, four feet tall, and when, when, when they would go into war, they would put the shields up, and they could literally be covered by the shield. He's saying, take up the shield of faith. Now, the shield of faith is the truth. Okay, when you take up the truth and stop falling for the lie, then the faith will work for you. What is the lie? Anything that does not line up with what's in the word of God. When you listen, when you have the shield of faith, it says, take it up. That means that that's something that you got to do. So when lies come your way, what do you do? Pick up the shield of faith. What, what is the shield of faith? The truth. If somebody says something that, listen, that doesn't agree with your spirit, man, do you know, how many times people say, oh, yeah, it looks like this is going to happen. This is going to happen to you and that's going to happen. You don't have to go for any of that stuff. And stop arguing with them. Pick up the shield of faith. Stop receiving darts and just block them with the, the truth. And then, and then <clears throat> it says the fiery darts, right? Because some of the stuff is not even hitting you. When he talks about the fiery dart, when, when, when the Indian would, would shoot the arrow, they could just block them. And the soldiers could literally sit there and laugh because they, they got shields. So they got smart and start shooting them with fire. And so the fiery darts would come over, so they have to focus on putting out the fire. Now they're an open target for the enemy. The Bible says that your shield of faith will put out every dart. So you don't have to go fight fire. Because somebody that's listening over here saying this and saying that, why are we entertaining that stuff? That's a devil that has shot an arrow with fire on it, and you have left your post to go deal with a fire when you could speak truth from right here and change that situation by faith. Now that's faith in God. Can God do something while you're here? And when you get there, it's already done. How many of you could believe that word tonight? So then Paul tells Timothy, you fight the good fight of faith. Just just believe God. No matter what, believe God. You know, I was talking to somebody and they were telling me a situation. I said, okay, we got to fix it. And they were, 
We talk about who's right and who's wrong. It don't matter who's right and who's wrong. Let God handle it. God is faithful. What does that mean? That means he's full of faith. Attach your faith to his faith and keep it moving. Amen. You got one thing to say, and that's the truth. So everything else, if you don't got to fight with nobody, let no other words come out of your mouth. Oh, I gave him a piece of my mind. You just lost that battle. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I had to do that. Yeah, you probably did have to do it because you were living for you. But when you live for God, know this. You're going to go through some trials. Don't let the trial have you. God has you. The trial is meant to work for you. Let the trial do its job. Let it run you to God like never before. Amen. Give God a hand of praise.